Arriving in Tana, we're at the most southern atoll of the Vanuatu chain, and you could tell immediately that this place was different. What led us here were the stories of a cultic village that lived near an active volcano named Mount Yasur. The island of Tana contained many different cultic groups, one in fact that even worshipped the current Prince Philip of England. But the cult we were heading towards had its roots in World War II. And its name was the John Frum Cult. John Frum America. The John Frum Cult. The history of the John Frum beliefs seemed murky and unclear. But the few common points that seemed to always be told were that the group believed in a messianic figure who appeared just before World War II. This figure, known as John Frum, promised the people of Tana material wealth, such as homes, clothes, and transportation vehicles. It is said that he told the people of Tana that he would return on the date of February 15th on an unknown year in the future. And with this prophecy well known, villages converted to the cult exponentially with the arrival of the US military during the war. The sight of large cargo ships offshore, massive military encampments based in Tana, and airplanes dropping cargoes filled with supplies, all reinforced the belief that John Frum had come as the prophecy had foretold. Some even started saying, John from America is our God. A form of worship was quickly adopted that sang military-like ballads as praise. Villagers also flew American flags to signify their beliefs and still do so to this day. And now as we arrived in Tana, we knew this mission would take us to a place of strange encounters. And our only hope through all of it would be that we'd have the opportunity to share the gospel in all boldness and strength. across the island towards the John Frum village. It was evident this place was a land that time had forgotten. The trees, the mountains, the landscape, all had a unique look that gave the feeling that we just traveled to another world. Along the way, our guide suggested we stop in a village in the middle of the island. His intention was to show us the customs and practices of the people of Tana by witnessing a kava ceremony. We'd only heard a few things about this tradition, so we are about to get a closer look at a practice that was as old as Vanuatu itself. Morning. Morning. You see a really rural, really custom village here. And, um, and it's right over a cliffside that overlooks the, the ocean. And, uh, and then you have like the meeting area for the men and the village area for the rest of the people over here. 
the young girls uh, do like a face paint pattern, which they're using like some sort of like roots or certain things, certain colored uh, flowers, and then they paint the faces in certain decorative patterns. <laughs> So all the villagers have greeted us and everybody seems really nice and friendly, but uh, you know, now it looks like they're going to invite us into the elders' hut. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> so right now we're in like what's the like the meeting place for the men and uh, and they're preparing uh, some kava. It's not really an alcohol, but what it does is it has an effect where it um, it numbs like the whole body, the, the mouth, and uh, and you know it's a very very potent drink, especially here in Vanuatu. It's the root, it's the kava root, which they grind and they get down into uh, like basically a paste, and they take the, the juices from that kava root and then they drink that. Oh, so they they chew the kava root. I see, and then they just spit it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. That's how okay. thank you. No, why you you lips. So that's the kava. Uh, that's the main thing they're known for. They say the Tana. It's like the strongest of any island here, but they say Vanuatu is much stronger than Fiji or anything like that. So I don't know. It's uh Nasty guy spitting in it though. That was a little rough, wasn't it? Yes. Did you see him like spit in it? We kind of just touched it to our lips because that's the way that re they receive uh, visitors. Our uh, our guide, he took some down. He drank a whole cup. He like did like a sacrifice cup for us because we weren't drinking it. No problem. No problem. <laughs> Makes your whole mouth numb. Makes your whole body numb. So I passed on that. Sorry. After the kava ceremony, we had a chance to minister and share about some of the other places we can travel to around the world. Everybody has guns, but that's where they live in those little homes like that. Just in Mongolia, 40 degrees below zero. Then we are back on the road and heading towards Volcano Mount Ysor and one step closer to the John Frum village. So we're coming through the jungle here, but what's incredible about this area it's just totally dominated by Mount Yasser. And Mount Yasser is a massive volcano. From what we've heard, it's pretty incredible because it's very, very active. Captain Cook came across it when he was uh, sailing through, saw the glowing uh, volcano at night. He was, you know, first to write about it. Coming up right on it now. That's it right there. Wow. It's huge. It just looms over this area. You can smell it right now. You can smell that sulfur from what's uh, coming down. They say when it gets active uh, to level five, uh, it'll blow chunks over here, and you have to be very careful when uh, when you're even coming down here. Because there's even been people who've died from uh, going up on the mountain 
and uh, and looking down into it that have been crushed by uh, molten lava rocks that blow up. They might look like small rocks, but these things are huge. And uh, one of those hits you, it's over. You're dead. this volcano basically like erupts you're hearing the noises it is pretty loud what's interesting about it is the fact that uh, a lot of these villages around here have very strong beliefs in the volcano somehow whether it's the John Firm cult or uh, you know other cults that are in the area or even just like custom villages there's a lot of integration to uh, this volcano and most of the villages are located like around the base of it so um, you see a lot of spiritual beliefs kind of tied in with it as well too that's one of the things we've been discovering around here but we're coming around going right up to the volcano it is sketchy because you hear it just like sounding off. Even from here, there's a real dark cloud that always hangs over. Just massive explosions. It always sounds like there's like heavy dynamiting going on up there. I mean, really, really loud. Oh. I mean, the closer you get, it just like sounds off. I mean, it's like this deep rumbling every time. I mean, oof. there, you hear that? You don't know what it's like up there. I mean, something's making that noise. We're gonna try to get as close as we can on this one. And uh, from what we've heard, we'll be able to get right on the crater rim looking into it. All right, we've gotten as far as we can via the ash plane. Now we're gonna take the vehicle up to the side of the ridge where we can go actually into uh, the crater area of the volcano. Volcano Mount Ysor is one of the most accessible and active volcanoes in the world. But more than that, it is a force feared and revered among locals. Some villagers say it is the home of ancestral spirits, while others say John Foam lives there. But all unanimously believe there is a spiritual power behind it, and when angered, it will release its wrath. Now we are going to the crater's edge to take a look for ourselves. See the ground steaming because we're right near the actual, you know, active volcano. So the ground is like, it looks like it's on fire almost, but it's just coming out from the vents that are just below us. It makes you feel like you're under like an oven right now. We're almost there. We're almost at the base of the main crater where we can look right in. but none that are actually active. See, just, I mean, it's just like a cauldron and it just fires up. They said it's like upgraded today from what it was yesterday, of like a category two and a half, almost three. So it's, it's a lot more, a lot more jumpy right now for sure. We're gonna go up a little bit further to the ridge and look down actually into the That was a big one. 
settling with you. sulfur cloud in here, but you, you have to be careful to watch out for these massive like rocks which will come and you'll see the field that we're standing in right now is totally peppered with uh, blowback that's come out of there. You always just got to watch the sky, make sure nothing's coming on you. They say don't run just to kind of track it and make quick moves. of that pressure and then finally it gets to the point where it's got to release that pressure and it's like a geyser except instead of like steam or water it's just this hot magma that's going to come out of there. clouds going up and uh, it's seeing it like active it's uh it's an impressive sight and you feel very small when you're walking along this crater area certain spiritual powers in it but um you know to us we look at it it's like this is a, a an active volcano and you know it shows the creation of god and the mighty force of uh of god the sheer power of the volcano was absolutely incredible to witness yeah, i don't know how more people haven't been killed here the John Frome village was located right at the base of this mountain of molten lava, and to understand why they believe what they did, 
made it important to visit this site. As night fell and we looked into the fires of the volcano, we knew the next morning we'd be traveling to the calm, and our only prayers were for open doors and open hearts. right here. Look at how close this village is. Volcano is right here. And the John Thumb village, where we're going to right now, is just on the other side of this. We've heard so many rumors and different stories about it, but we're going to get the true story, hopefully when we go in there, uh, to be able to talk to, um, to the, the village elders and see exactly what their beliefs are and truly be able to see what, uh, what it is that they believe. We don't know what to expect when we go in there. Sometimes people say they're very fearful about when they go in there. We're heading in today, and uh, we've got an interpreter with us, and we're gonna we're gonna go in there. We just trust it, you know. Uh, everything's gonna be perfectly fine. But it is one of those things where you're you know you're coming around like an active volcano, and then around this corner you have a a, a tribe that basically worships the, the U.S. military. This is it right here. When we entered the grounds, there was a tense moment between our interpreter and what appeared to be two elders. As our guide explained our interest in coming to visit them, we noticed an American flag flying as a centerpiece for all to see. We could tell right then and there we were in the right place and that this was the home of the John Frum cult. The rest of the villagers studied us from their homes, and the children were frozen at our arrival. As we waited, we noticed that our guide began to exclusively speak to one of the elders, and then moments later, we knew that we were accepted. Good morning. Good morning. From Los Angeles. When we told the leader, whose name was Isaac, that we are Americans from Los Angeles, he then walked us to the U.S. flag in the center of the village and posed in front of it proudly. His mannerisms and disposition seemed to suggest that he was proud that we as Americans would visit him and find that he had kept his cultic beliefs in John Frum, or John from America. After a few odd moments at the flagpole, Isaac then walked off briskly to his house and returned with a much larger American flag. He had us unwind it and hold it up and then posed in front of it again. The eerie sight of a shadowy figure in front of what we consider to be a symbol of freedom made us wonder just who this man was. His deep stares and penetrating glances suggested that something else was looking out through him and not the man himself. How did, how did it start? 
How did this uh, this belief in uh, in John Fromm? How did this this begin? The Maukunu, Yanaraman, in nineteen thirty, Magati Compratata. John Fromm appeared to his father in nineteen thirty. Thirty. And uh, he, he came into the, the form the, of his spirit. Uh, the missionaries were trying to stop something which is we brought like we, we have to live in. Mm -hmm. So he appeared. We were in Africa, we were in America. Because he knew the missionaries have been almost around parts of the world. Mm -hmm. the, the gospel, trying to tell them place what like black people live or you people live, mm -hmm. trying to establish the gospel. Mm -hmm. And uh, as he came here, John from appears to an old man. That's the time we This is something about the John from call we hadn't heard before. Isaac, who was the son of the man who began the cult in 1930, said in no uncertain terms, John Frum appeared to stop the gospel from going forward. He then went on to tell us that John Frum is the way to Jesus. He says, but no, Jesus won't be here. I would be the first. That's what John said. That's what John says. Okay. I am the way to Jesus. But he's saying John is the one who takes away sin. Is that true? Is that what yeah. he, he says John takes that, away sin? That's what he's trying to say. Okay. You know, John proof means he had to clear up the sins of the world, clearing up the way to Jesus. And uh, in Jesus, does he ever worship Jesus? He believes in Jesus. He believes in Jesus. Okay. He believes. He doesn't have enough power to go through Jesus, but he believes Jesus, that John will take him to Jesus. Okay, so he, now, does he believe that the, the Bible is true? Does he believe in the Bible? Bible was true, but human, not, we're not doing the right thing, what, what the Bible says. Okay, so he believes, he believes, he believes the Bible was okay, true. He believes the Bible is but true. But human doesn't do what the Bible says. He, he believes in the Bible. In the Bible it says, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father except through me. But God is inclusive of all people, of the whole world. He says, go and preach the gospel to all creation. That's why the missionaries go out around the world, because he's inclusive of everybody. They're all God's children. Is there any special relationship with the volcano and, and John Frum at all? Any any relationship there? Okay, relationship. Okay. This is not the volcano. Yeah. It's the grandfather. The grandfather. Yeah. Okay. The grandfather of uh, him or John? Yo, yo, and what what do they believe when it when it blows up when it gets uh, when when you hear the sounds? What do they believe that is? They can tell you that. Oh, you can't tell me that. At this point, Isaac began to backtrack on previous statements and then launched into a lengthy explanation of how the U.S. military was a form of prophecy fulfilled and that John Frum had orchestrated their arrival. After this, there were so many contradictions in Isaac's diatribes that when we asked Isaac to clarify, I'm just trying to understand the relationship. The common statement became 
I don't know how to answer that. The question he asked, yeah. he couldn't answer that question. Okay. He then began to ask us questions about what we believed. Uh, yes. Another question that he was okay. going to you. And as others gathered just behind the camera, we saw an open door to share the gospel. It says in the Bible too, like I was talking about in church today, he made himself evident through creation. And what happened was, God created in the heavens and the earth, and he put the first man on earth, hmm. who was Adam. And it says he created man and woman. And at the beginning, man rebelled against God. Okay? God says, he said, don't take of the, the fruit of your yeah, knowledge, of good, yeah. a, a knowledge of good and evil. But man rebelled against God, and that's where man came into sin. That's how sin came into the world, and that's why there's sickness, disease, and death. That's why humans die. That's why there's all of these uh, afflictions in this world is because sin entered into man and because Adam and Eve, they fell, all their children fell also. So the whole world is fallen men. And that's why Jesus came. He died, paid the price for our sins, paid the price on the cross. When he hung on the cross, his blood came down, paid the price of the sins for the world, and then went unto God. And when we receive Jesus into our hearts, it says that we're made as a new creation. And then we wait for the coming of our Lord, that we will be restored in Him. As we spoke the word, we could see the truth of the gospel setting in. Then something amazing happened. Isaac, the leader of this village, the leader of the John Frum cult, asked us if we could pray for him. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for uh, welcoming in, Father. Lord, may it be your first steps. Lord, may you just uh, anoint his mind, uh, open his mind in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we just thank you for light upon this place, light of the gospel, Father God. Lord, your truth in Jesus. And Lord, we give you all glory and praise and honor. And we thank you, Father God, for a great work that you're going to accomplish here in your might and your power and your strength. Lord, we give you all Here we were at the John Frum cult, finding open doors to share the truth of the gospel. These were a people who others would think would never listen to the message we are bringing. But here we were, seeing them here. Jesus, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank you, Isaac. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Drew. The scene of the gospel is a powerful thing, and no one is too far from him. Our mission is to preach the gospel to all mankind, and this is what we'll continue to do. If you would like to receive a DVD of the episodes you've just seen, please go to TravelTheRoad.com or call 1-866-EXPLORE. Our mission at Travel the Road is to preach the gospel to all creation and encourage the church to be active in the Great Commission. 
The episodes we produce are with the sole aim to make an internal difference and to inspire a new generation for missions. To find out more about the ministry of Travel the Road or to order from our catalog of DVDs, please visit us at TravelTheRoad.com and together we can make a difference.